0: number nine Um, I want to give just tell a little story and I've told this before but it's a story of a man who was grocery shopping with a very uncooperative three-year-old anybody ever done that and uh, (laughs) and he was overheard saying now Johnny this won't take long just calm down well as he was shopping the child became more uncontrollable and so the dad continued to say Johnny Just calm down. We'll be done in a minute. Johnny, settle down. We're almost out of here. And then at the checkout, the boy was kicking, and he was screaming, and he was just throwing a fit. The dad said, Johnny, we'll be in the car in a minute, and everything will be okay. There was a person there at the checkout that said, you know, I think it's great the way you handle little Johnny. And The dad said, he's not Johnny. I am. I'm Johnny. Amen. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what he was doing was he was having a little conversation with himself. He was talking to himself. Has anybody ever talked to yourself? Or let me put it this way do you ever talk to yourself? I think all of us talk to ourselves. Amen. Um, I know my wife does. She talks to herself. (laughs) Or else she's talking to me and I'm not hearing her. Very good. One or the other. I don't know. But I think we all talk to ourselves at one time or another, probably on a on a very uh, conti- on a continual basis. But I want to read to you a couple of verses of Scripture from Matthew chapter nine, and I want to read to you about a about a lady that had a conversation with herself, and a lady that talked to herself. And I want to I want to minister for a few moments tonight on how we. Are to talk to ourselves. Because you're going to talk to yourself. So you need to know how to do it right. Okay. But here in Matthew chapter number 9. In verse number 20, it says, And suddenly a woman, and by the way, Jesus was on his way. As we preached two weeks ago, Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house to uh, heal Jairus' daughter. And it said that as he was going, suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, She said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. In that 21st verse, it said that this woman said to herself, if I may touch, if I only, if I only, if only I may touch, I'll get it right here in a minute. If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. The Amplified says, for she kept saying to herself. So there was a. Con- it's in the continuous sense in the Greek, Greek uh, language. There's a footnote in the English Standard Bible that says, She kept saying it over and over to herself. What was she saying? She was saying, if I can only touch his garment, I will be made whole. Amen. So here in this text, we have a woman who's having a conversation with herself. She's talking to herself. And as I said, that's something that we all do is talk to ourselves. And uh, if we do talk to ourselves, and since we do talk to ourselves, then what we say to ourselves is important. We're, you know, if we're going to be talking to ourselves, we need to make sure we're saying the right things to ourselves. Amen? Because, and here's the deal our words, the words we speak, are powerful. Words are very powerful. And we are tremendously influenced by the words that we hear. We're tremendously influenced by the words that others say. And there is, there is no measuring the harm that, that, uh, that, a, that a wrong word spoken can have on an individual life. A wrong, hurtful word that's been spoken has destroyed a lot of people's lives. Isn't that right? Verbal abuse is something that is very, very terrible. And so our words have power to hurt and our words have power to help. It just depends on how we use those words, whether we're going to help somebody or whether we're going to injure somebody. Our words have power to kill, and our words have power to give life. You can't overestimate the power of speech and the power of our words. And the Bible bears that out in Proverbs 18 and 21. He says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we should make sure that we never use our tongue. We should never use our words to uh, to speak gossip. Amen. We should never use our tongue and our use our words to criticize or to tear somebody down. You know in the in the third chapter of James James gave a, a, a most a, Almost a whole chapter on the power of the tongue. And James said in so many words in James chapter 3 that the tongue was the most unruly member in the church. Amen. I preached a message on that over at the old church years ago. The most unruly member in the church. And that most unruly member according to James was the tongue. And James said he described the tongue in James chapter 3 as being a father. a world of iniquity. And he even said that the tongue can be set on fire of hell. Well, we don't want that kind of a tongue. Can I get an amen tonight? He said that the tongue was an unruly evil, that it's full of deadly poison. And he also said that no man can tame the tongue. He said that, you know, man has tamed all kinds of animals and all kinds of beasts. But has not been able to tame the tongue, and so you know you might think, well, then that you know then then the tongue is just uncontrollable. He said, no man could tame it. There is someone who can tame it, and that's the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I believe that's what sp- I, I believe that's one of the main um, the main uh, things about speaking in tongues is because the most when you when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues, that's the most unruly member of your body being yielded to the Holy Spirit being yielded to the Lord so I just thought I'd throw that in but we, we, we use the tongue James says that we use the tongue to bless God and then we also use it to curse men and he ended that by saying my brethren these things ought not to be so he said out of the same fountain should not be coming salt water and fresh amen but we need to be able to speak and and speak good words. See abusive and hate filled words spoken uh, have been spoken by parents over children and had detrimental effects over those children's lives. I've heard parents before you know just railing on their kids calling them stupid and calling them an idiot and telling them that they would never amount to anything and you don't know how, how what an impact and an effect that those those negative words have when they're spoken over those children. Amen. You ought to be telling those kids, you know, and those grandkids, hey, you can make it. God's gonna help you. You, you know, you 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 you're gonna make it through life. You you've got good potential, but um, we should never speak those negative words. And if wrong words, and here's the point that I'm trying to make, is that wrong words spoken to others or over others can do such endless harm, and that is a fact, and the Bible bears that out, then right words and good words and wholesome words and healing words can do an endless good if we speak them over people's life or even over our own life. You know, I preached a message here a few weeks, well, I guess it's been a few months ago, uh, from what... um, what they remember the, the the mess the question they asked John the Baptist what do you say of yourself and uh, I preach from that text and what you say about yourself is very important and what you say to yourself is very important. Amen. Solomon said, and of course Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived other than the Lord Jesus Christ, but uh, Solomon said that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Isaiah said this in Isaiah 50 and 4, he said the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Did you notice that? He said the tongue of the learned is to know, is to know how to speak a word at the right time in the right season to somebody that is weary. See when life knocks us down and it does that sometimes. And when things have gone wrong and things do go wrong sometimes, when you you have crashed to ruins and your life is a mess and you're going through all kinds of problems and you don't understand and maybe you're discouraged and diswrought and down and, and depressed. How much, how much an uplifting word from a friend can mean to you and can be a blessing to you and can encourage you? Can I get an amen? See, when you need, when you need a strong staff to lean on. and you need a sturdy hand to pick you up it can often be found in a word that is fitly spoken. A word that is spoken at the right time. Amen. To be a blessing in your life. Have you ever had somebody do that? Maybe get a text just from somebody at the right time or a phone call that says well I was just thinking about you. I want you to know I'm praying for you today. You're in my prayers. Just a right Word at the right time can encourage somebody's heart. We need to be encouragers. Amen. We don't need to be discouragers, but we need to be encouragers. You know, Job Job had some comforters that came to him, you know, and uh, uh, he was going through a, a very very bad time in his life. And, of course, his comforters didn't always say everything that was good that Job needed to hear. But one of Job's comforters, and I, I just finished reading through the book of Job again the other day. I, I love that book. And one of Job's comforters said to him, he said this in Job 4 and 4, he said, Your words, and he was, give, he was, he was speaking something good about Job and what, how, Job, how Job had lived his life. And he told Job, he said, Your words have upheld him who was stumbling And you have strengthened the feeble knees. And then he went on to say, but now here you are in the mess you're in and you're complaining. And I imagine Job probably wanted to say to him, well, why don't you strengthen me a little bit? Amen. (laughs) He didn't say that in so many words. But he told Job, and this was the ministry that Job had had. He was always one to uphold the stumbling and strengthen those who were discouraged. See, not much greater could be said about a person. So we must be careful what we say to each other that we speak words that heal and words that do not hurt. So we know words are powerful. We know words, negative words can hurt. We know positive words can heal. We know there's life in words and in the tongue and there's death in words and in the tongue. And so we must be careful about what we say and how we talk to others. But listen, if what we say to others is so important, and it is, then what we say to ourselves is also more important as well. Amen? Is that right? Are you following me? Amen. And so here we have. And listen, the Bible is full of this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not preaching to you. You know, a uh, a uh, some kind of mind over matter thing, or the power of positive thinking, or anything like this. But this is what the Bible does teach us. And here in our text, and we're talking about some of the miracles of Jesus. And here is a miracle that we're all familiar with: the woman with the issue of blood, and how she was healed. But here was a woman in this text who life had dealt dealt with very harshly and uh, she had suffered for how long? 12 long years she had a flow of blood she had a hemorrhage for 12 years an issue of blood and had suffered extreme pain at the hands of a lot of doctors a lot of physicians which were not able to help her or do her any good amen Luke tells us in Luke's gospel the eighth chapter Luke gives the same account and he said he adds that she had spent, Matthew doesn't mention it, but Luke does said that she had spent all of her living, everything that she had on physicians, and it said, but she could neither be healed by any. Amen they only relieved her of her money <laughs> they didn't relieve her of her pain or of her disease but they but they did take time to relieve her of her money but she spent everything she has it seems to indicate in the text that she may have been this lady may have been a very wealthy woman at one time but had spent all that she had trying to find a cure for this hemorrhage that she had suffered with for 12 years. Now, in a situation like that, I mean, you know, there's been people that have suffered for many years with different sicknesses and diseases. And, man, the temptation is to, you know, just throw in the towel, just to give up. And it would have been easy for her uh, to be down on life. And she could have. Now, here's what her conversation could have been. She could have said to herself, Well, you know, I've suffered so much and I've tried everything I've went to all the doctors I've been to all the clinics I've been to all the specialists I've spent all of my money but I'm still no better it just looks like that the cards that are just stacked against me and you know life has just cheated me I don't know why God has failed me there's just no use I, I just as well give up I don't know why God has allowed me to go through this this. Amen. It must not, God this must not be the really the good God that so many people say that He He is. Now that could have been, easily been her conversation. She could have talked about, and you know, got into that place of self-pity. And she could have talked about how bad her situation was. And she could have talked herself into defeat and if she would have talked to herself that way she would have come to a place of total helplessness and let me tell you something tonight there are a lot of people that are talking to themselves like that they have talked themselves into a place of despair and helplessness amen they have they've have decided they're going to chuck the whole idea of ever being healed of things ever getting better and that's how it is with a lot of christians today they They have talked themselves into despair and into defeat and into helplessness. And there's never a positive word. Have you ever ran into or been associated with a believer that never, ever had anything but negative things to say? Amen? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, hey, all of us sometimes get discouraged and say something negative. But when we do, what we need to do is repent of that and ask the Lord to forgive us. When we read the scriptures, we find out that one of the main problems that Israel had in the wilderness was they murmured and complained. They complained about everything. Everything that went bad, they complained about it. And the Bible tells us, Paul tells us in the book of Corinthians, the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians, that God was very displeased with them because of their complaining but there are some Christians that never have anything good to say boy y'all shout shouting me down tonight but all, <laughs> but all they can do is talk about how bad their situation is Now, I'm not telling you that if you've got a bad circumstance or situation that you're just to act like it doesn't exist. That's not what I'm telling you. That's not what I'm trying to convey here. But listen, you've got to learn how to speak over yourself and talk to yourself some things of faith and, and, you know, some things about God. You You know, God becomes, listen, God becomes to you what you praise Him for and thank him for and what you declare him to be. If the Bible says that God is our protector, then we need to say he's our protector. If the Bible says that God is our provider, then we need to praise him because he is our provider. If the Bible says he is our healer, we need to thank him and praise him and call him our healer. Anybody in the house tonight, amen. We need to learn how to talk good talk about our to ourselves about our God, hallelujah. Woo, praise God. You just listen. See, you've got to learn how to talk to yourself. And we can learn from what this woman said here. Listen to the conversation of this woman that she had with herself. She said, and here's what the text said. She said within herself. and, And she kept saying. The Greek is that she kept saying to herself and within herself. I can just hear her conversation. She was saying, well, you know what? I've been in this situation for 12 years. I'm sick and I've tried everything, and nothing's working. Nothing's done any better. But you know what? i 'm not dead yet, praise God. It may seem that I have exhausted all of my resources, but you know what? That just is not so to the natural. It looks like i 've tried everything, and in the natural, I have tried everything, and nothing seems to get any better but here 's what she said i 've heard about this man that they talk about that they call Jesus, and they tell me about him that he is uh, he is the very might and the very power of God they tell me how that he is going about healing the sick and how that God is with him and in his hands is healing power he has cured the incurable I have heard about how that he's caused the blind to see and he's caused the lame to walk and he's caused the lepers to be cleansed I've heard all these stories because I tell you The fame and the popularity of Jesus had spread near and far. Everybody was talking about this prophet from Galilee and about the power that he had to heal and deliver and to set free. Praise God. She she was talking this to herself. I know that he can do. I've heard that he can do what no other doctor can do. And you know why? if he would just come to town. If I could just get to where this Jesus is and touch just the tassel of his garment I know that I could be healed as well. I know that he could take care of my situation as well. Praise the Lord. Oh somebody needs to praise him tonight. Amen. See here's the thing tonight Abundant Life Family Church. Whatever our situation is. Whatever your circumstances are you need to be talking to yourself let me change that you will be talking to yourself in your situation but what you need to make sure is that you're saying the right things and you're talking the right talk and you're not talking words of discouragement but you need to be talking faith you need to be talking victory you need to be be talking about what a great God that your God is uh, and no matter what you're going through God is on my side he will bring me through praise God amen see that is faith talk if you want to call it that but listen there was a the the outcome of this woman's conversation was awesome see by talking to herself what did she do by talking to herself One thing she did, she kept her hope alive. She kept her courage and her faith from dying. Because, see, that's the very thing that Satan wants to do in your life is to cause your hope and your courage and your faith to die. But she kept her courage and faith alive by talking to herself. And if you lose your faith and you lose heart and you faint in your spirit... You're done for. Amen. You're finished. You're through. But if you, because if you, you know, if you come to that place where you believe that you're defeated and you believe you're whipped, then you are. Is anybody here? If you're knocked down and you've convinced yourself that you can never get up, then you're going to lay there and you're going to whine the rest of your days. If you've made up your mind to die, you're going to die. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They just give up in life. In spite of what anybody can do, they can't help you and the Lord can't help you if you come to that place where you lose hope and you give up. and You are never beyond. Listen to me. You are never beyond the possibility of help until you concede defeat in your own heart. I want to say that again. You're never beyond the possibility of help unless you concede defeat in your own heart. When you say, I can't make it, I'm not going to make it, I'm defeated, then you are. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what we need to be thinking and what we need to be saying to ourselves is like this woman here. See by talking to herself and having the conversation with herself that she had and talking to herself about if I can get to Jesus I can be healed. When she talked that way that conversation kept her going. Praise the Lord. Don't lose your hope because when you lose your hope you stop trying you got to keep telling yourself hallelujah you got to keep telling yourself that you can make it you can make it through hallelujah that God has got a plan for your life and victory for your life and Jesus is there to help you you got to know how to talk to yourself amen praise the Lord praise the Lord well she got a word she heard that Jesus was in her town. He's in her neighborhood, and so she determined that she was going to go to him. She said, "I'm going to go where he, I'm going to get." You know. Now see, she wasn't supposed to be out in public. With that discharge of blood, according to the Old Testament law, she was unclean. She was not allowed to be in, tu- in public, much less touching anybody. But she made a step of faith. When you realize the faith that she had and the step of faith that she took, and she was determined that she was going to go to where Jesus was. But when she made that choice, anytime you make the choice to get to Jesus, there's always some obstacles there's always some difficulties to overcome and she had some difficulties to overcome because when she got out there there was a multitude of people that were surrounding Jesus and that were thronging him and they were they were in the way of her getting to the master but in the face of the opposition she here's and here's where it comes in that she continued are kept saying to herself because here she's facing opposition but she continues to encourage herself and speak to herself with the words if I can touch him if I may but touch his clothes I know I'll be healed oh there's a throng of people she can't get to him she's weak she's not even supposed to be in there out there but she's saying it to herself oh if I can get through this crowd if I can get to where he is. If I can touch him, I know I'll be healed. Is that faith or not? My goodness, it wasn't. I you know I hope so or I think so. But she said, "I know if I can get to him and touch him, I'll be healed." So she struggles on and she does. We know the story. She presses through the crowd till the at last she she reaches out her hand. Now you know and I, I preached a message on the on the hem of his garment, and that's another message I I've got. I might preach that next. Sunday night, but I don't know. But this hem of the garment, we picture her down on the ground and crawling on the ground and touching the bottom of his garment. But actually, the garment that it was speaking of was not necessarily, not actually his robe, but it was the tallit or the prayer shawl that that all the Orthodox Jews wore around their neck. And there were tassels on those prayer shawls. And it was the tassel that was attached to that, that was around his robe. And on that, you know, in in the book of Numbers, it tells, they they were told to put those fringes on their garments, and there was a blue fringe that reminded them, that was to remind them, according to Numbers 15, 38 through 44, it was a blue fringe that was to remind them that they were God's people, and to remind them of the covenant. There was a blue thread in the tassels of that tallit that was a symbol of the law of God and the commandments of God and the covenant of God. And what she was doing was not just touching the bottom of his robe, but what she was doing, she knew what that tassel meant. She knew that it it stood for, that blue thread stood for the covenant that they had, that Israel had. I'm about to shout now, that Israel had with God. And she knew knew that in that covenant and in that law that God had promised them healing, that God had revealed himself to them as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. When he brought them out of Egypt and they came to Myra, oh, the Lord told them there when he turned those bitter waters sweet, he told them there at Myra, he said, If you will follow me and keep my commandments and diligently hearken to my words, he said, I will not put any of the evil diseases upon you that I've brought upon the Egyptians that's protection from sickness but but then he said for I am the Lord that healeth thee I am the Lord Jehovah Rapha your physician your healer oh there was healing in that covenant I just got to stop right here and tell you something tonight there is healing in the new covenant as well there was healing in that old covenant there is healing in this new covenant, hallelujah the stripes that he took Jesus took at that whipping post those stripes and those wounds were for the healing of our body by his stripes we were healed, Peter said come on somebody, I know people say well he's talking about Isaiah was talking about spiritual sicknesses, Peter was talking about the healing of the the malady of sin well yeah he was talking about that but he was talking also about the healing of our bodies. Are you listening to me? Because when he said in Isaiah 53 and 5, by his stripes we are healed, it is the word Rapha. The same word that he used in Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord Jehovah Rapha that healeth thee. I'm telling you there is bodily, physical healing in the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross the blood has been shed for our full redemption and deliverance tonight she's calling upon that covenant she's coming to touch that to lead to that tassel on that robe and to claim that covenant promise of healing amen amen And when she did, hallelujah, when she got in there, I mean, she talked herself through that crowd. She talked herself up to where she could reach out, and her finger touched the border, the hem, the tassel there on his garment. And something happened. They were singing a little bit of that song, He Touched Me, a while ago, you know. And, uh, boy, I I tell you what, that's what she experienced because something happened. When she touched Jesus, something happened in her life because immediately, immediately, instantly, man, you know what? I'm all for, I thank God for, I thank God for for gradual healings and it seems like most healings that people receive are gradual and God's created the body to heal itself so if you cut yourself yeah you know it'll heal up on it if you break a bone and they set it the natural process of the body will heal itself it'll heal that that bone will will grow back together god put that in the physical body and we thank god for that all healing and restoration is from the Lord. And I thank God for gradual healings. But uh, and and then for speeded up healings like Sister Fay, you know, broke her ankle and the doctors, every doctor she sees is amazed that her ankle has healed the way that it has and as quickly as it has. So God can speed up that healing process. Is anybody listening to me? He can make it go faster. He can he, and we always pray when someone has surgery to for God to give them a speedy recovery a quicker healing and God answers that prayer and I'm thankful for all those healings I thank the Lord for all those healings but you know what what I'm what I what I believe that what I want to see happening today more and more within the church I believe we need to be seeing some instantaneous healings I believe we need to be seeing some sudden healings I believe that we need to be seeing some right now healings amen when you you read the gospel of Mark, it's amazing how many times Mark uses the word immediately, immediately, immediately. And all through those gospels, when this woman here reached out and touched that that tassel on the garment of Jesus, immediately, instantly, there was a power transfer from the Lord Jesus that went from that tassel into the finger of that woman down through her body. And the Bible bears it out that she was healed instantly. Come on. Twelve years. Ain't nobody going to shout but me. Twelve years. Twelve years that she suffered with this hemorrhage. And in an instant of time. In a moment of time. In a split second of time. Oh, don't ever give up. I said don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. Keep on believing. Keep on talking to yourself. Keep on praising the Lord. Keep on quoting those scriptures. Keep on standing and in faith because in an instant of time when you touch the hem of his garment there can and will be an instantaneous healing by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll give a Shabbat. Hallelujah. Man. See, I told you you just kind of get your second wind after a little bit. Well, <laughs> When the anointing is there. But listen, she's healed instantly. She's healed immediately when she touched that tassel. But she wasn't healed not by her finger, not really necessarily by the touch, although there was a transfer of power because Jesus said, Jesus stopped. There's a a mob of people around him. Everybody's pressing on him. She just reaches out and touches that tassel. Jesus stops and said, who touched me? The disciples thought, oh, my, he's flipped. He's lost it. Uh, I um, like everybody's touching you. No, somebody touched me with a special touch. Because he said, I felt virtue. I felt power. Leave my body and go out and go into somebody. You know, that just goes to show you there can be, there can be multitudes there that need healing, and only one get it. I told you last week, you know, about that. I told you last week about these goofballs that say, Oh, these people that believe in healing just need to clear out the hospital. Jesus didn't do that. Here, one lady got healed, and everybody's touching him, but the power was transferred into her because of her faith. And Jesus even verified that because he told her when he stopped and she confessed that what she had done, what her situation was, she gave her testimony, and Jesus said, Daughter, Be of good comfort, for your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you well. We know, we know that it was his power, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's obvious. Jesus even said he felt power go out of him. We know it was his power. But what released his power into her body to bring about the healing was the fact that she believed. And why, why after 12 years was she still believing? Because she talked to herself and said, if I can touch him. I'll be healed. She talked herself into victory. Huh? Praise the Lord. You can talk. And again, this is not Norman Vincent Peale power of positive thinking. No. This is not Christian science, mind over matter, metaphysical religion. No. It is... It is encouraging yourself in the Lord in the midst of a difficult situation. David did the same thing. And you know when he came and Ziklag was burned with fire and the men were talking of stoning him with stones and everybody was distressed and their families were gone. And the, and David was standing all by himself and it said in 1 Samuel 30 and 6 that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What do you think David did? How do you think he encouraged himself? I think he did it by having a talk with himself about how good God was in his life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Can you take just a few more minutes? I'm almost done, but look, look at look at Psalm 42. I thought I marked it, but I didn't. Psalm 42, David said, and this, I don't know, maybe this was when he was at Ziklag. But listen to what he said in Psalm 42, in verse number 5. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Who's he talking to? He's talking to his soul, his his own self. He's saying, why are you cast down, soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And he said the same thing again down in verse 11. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So David was having a little talk with his own self and that's what this woman did. She was instantly healed. Her faith touched him and the faith that she had drew the power of from the Lord into her body and brought that healing. By talking to herself. In terms of faith, she finds healing and she finds a miracle that she had sought for years. She talked herself in to that miracle. Amen. Praise the Lord. So what are you saying to yourself? Are you talking yourself toward victory or defeat? We're doing one or the other. We're doing one or the other. Amen. Amen. Worship team, would you make your way back? Let me give you two examples, and I won't preach on them, but I'm just going to mention them. And you can look them up and read about them. But this is not the only place in the Scriptures where somebody talked to themselves, Because there's another place where there was a rich fool in Luke chapter number 12. And he talked to himself, but he talked himself into losing out with God. That rich fool, the Bible said that his, his crops were plenteous and, and he, he was, he just had a bumper crop, you know, and, um, he, he said, you know what? He said, what am I going to do? And the Bible says in, in, in Luke 12 and 17 that he thought within himself saying, and he said to himself, I will, I'll say to my soul, you know, I'll say to my soul just, uh, You know, build bigger barns and eat and drink and be merry. I have it made. I've got got all that I need to last me for the rest of my life. But then the Bible said that God spoke to him. But see, he was talking to himself, saying, everything's cool. Everything's fine. I don't really need God. I've got everything that I need. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you fool, tonight your soul will be required of you. Then whose things will those be that you have provided for yourself? There was another young man that had a talk with himself by the by the name as we know him of the prodigal son that left his father's house went into that far country wasted all of his inheritance with riotous living and when he had hit rock bottom he was down as far as he could go he was feeding the swine something that for a for a Jewish boy was was the worst thing he could possibly do the most unclean filthy thing that he could be involved in he was he was reduced to poverty and reduced to rags and there in that hog pen he got to thinking about what he had back at his father's house and you know what he did? He had a talk with himself. And he said, you know what? Here's what he said to himself. He said, "He said, you know, even the servants back at my father's house have it better than what I have it here. He said, I know what I'll do. He's talking to himself. He said, I know what I'll do. I'll arise and go. The Bible said that he came to his senses. Amen. <laughs> and he said, I'll just get up from this. I'm getting out of this hog. Pin and I'm going back to the Father's house, and I'm just gonna ask him if I can be one of his hired servants. Maybe he'll take me back. I'll tell him, Oh, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. Please just let me be one of your servants. And you know the story when he got back home. The father ran to meet him and threw his hands around his arms around him and hugged him and kissed him and said, Bring the best robe and put on him. Put some shoes on his feet. My son was lost, and now he's found he was dead and now he's alive but you know what brought him back to the father's house in that hog pen he decided to have a little conversation with himself and he said I will go back home what you say to yourself makes all the difference in the world of how your life is going to turn out because you make decisions when you talk to yourself Woo. Let's stand tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, rabashatalabakiyotoromoto. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we love you tonight. Oh, we bless your holy, precious name. Lord, there may be those tonight here in this service who are discouraged. Lord, I know there's times that those thoughts of doubt come into our mind. And we rehearse them over and over. God, please help us tonight to change our conversation. And our talk that we have with ourselves. Oh, Lord, to talk about what you can do for our lives. And what we're believing you to do. And what we're trusting you to do. When the enemy tells us it's no use. Oh, we need to talk to ourselves. Lord, give us that faith that will say, oh yeah. If I can just touch him. If I can just touch him. I know everything is going to be alright. Encourage your saints tonight, Jesus. Encourage your people tonight. Fill our hearts with faith, confidence, and belief that everything, everything's going to be all right because you are working in our lives. Thank you for that. Give us faith like we've never had before to believe you in those difficult times. In Jesus' name. They're going to sing something to praise God. Let's come in around these altars tonight. Spend some time seeking the Lord. If you want special prayer tonight and you need need something from the Lord and you would like to be anointed with oil, we will be glad to pray for you, pray with you tonight. Let's let the Holy Ghost do a work in us tonight. Have a little talk with Jesus. Have a little talk with yourself. and Talk yourself into some victory tonight. Come in around here and touch. That hem of his garment. Touch Jesus. That's all that matters. If you can touch him, everything will be all right.
1: De no... Great I am, yes I touch, oh I touch the hem of Your garment, Jesus, and I have felt the leading of Your hand. Oh, but today my eyes look much higher. the great hour. the hem of your garment, and I have felt the leading of your hand, but today
0: We declare tonight that we believe that our families are coming to God. That Satan cannot have our children. Satan cannot have our families. We rebuke Satan. We rebuke the works of darkness. Lord, tonight we know. We know you are working. faith and give you praise tonight that not one of our family will be lost. They're coming home. They're coming to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 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 Lord, let those gifts gifts of healings, the working of miracles, the gift of special faith be in operation within your church again, Lord. Oh, let the power of the Lord operate, flow and work and heal and deliver and set your people free. Oh, the days of miracles, Let those days be with us again. They're not over. They're not ended. You are a God of miracles. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you. Come on, just worship him tonight. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship and praise you tonight. Oh, we praise you. For have I not said that in the last days... I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Have I not declared unto my people and said unto you that I will send water and pour water upon those who are thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. As you hunger and thirst after the things of the Lord. And after my spirit, yes, I will pour it out. I will saturate you. I will pour out my spirit upon you in a great way. And you will see those things you have desired as you continue to believe and stand in faith. Hallelujah. 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 Pre de Cosa da la Bato She Cati Ilanda la Bato Secaia. Oh, Rebetoria de Labo Cuyote, Ningina Nanganda Brete Losso Siki Hila Bada Loboto Oh, Rebeshay Coti Sendori. Karabata Siki Leboto. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There should be no prisoners in a war that I've fought, fought, Yes. Yes. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, praise Him, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There should be no prisoners. There should be no prisoners within the body of Christ for whom the Son has made free, is free indeed. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise You. We praise You. We praise You. Hallelujah. 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 How many believe God is doing something tonight? He's doing something in His church. My, my, my. Oh, we thank You, Jesus. We thank You. Oh, we give You praise. Oh, we worship you. Oh, Lamb of God, we worship you. Just lift your hands and praise him. Lift your hands and tell him how good he is. Lift your hands and tell him how awesome he is. Tonight we magnify thy name, O Lord. Oh.
2: God from doing more. He desires us to give him everything that we have. He give everything on the cross and he give the most precious thing on the cross. And yet we just want to give him a teaspoon of what we are. But if we'll open our hearts giving him everything we have then and only then But we see God move in the way that we desire. We have to quit being lazy and we have to start doing our work. If we want something from God, we have to start stepping out and going and getting it. He's waiting for us to receive the gifts. They're waiting for us. He's already prepared them. We have to go get them. And I encourage you and I challenge you, if you want to see a change in this nation and if you want to see a change in your life, do something different. Brother Andy said it this morning. It's time to start doing something different. Do you want the fullness of God to be in operation of your life? If you do, start changing what you're doing so that he can start moving through you in a greater way.
0: Yes, 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 amen, amen. Oh, hallelujah. just want to wait upon the Lord for just a moment. Worship Him for a moment. This is of God here tonight welcome tomorrow night at 6.30 for prayer meeting alright, the Holy Ghost will meet us again you all have a great day tomorrow we love you and appreciate you, just shake hands and be friendly tonight in the Lord, God bless you all
3: I could a for her ha- Something wonderful happened. And now I know he touched me and he made me whole. Oh, as he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something wonderful happened. me oh yes he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul you see something wonderful happen happened and now i know he touched me and he made me whole oh as yes, he touched me oh he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul you see something wonderful happened happen and now I know he touched me and he made me whole oh since i met this blessed blessed savior oh yeah. and since he cleansed and made me whole my soul. Oh, you see something wonderful happen. wonderful happened and now I know He touched me and He made me whole You see something wonderful happened